give you a Sundance update. Park City can suck a lemon. <laughs> no, that's not to do with Sundance. Sundance, actually, it was great that Sundance didn't exist because... <laughs> so... Is Trevor super loud on your end, Yeah, Matt? Trevor, you might want to still just, like, loud, scoot, scoot your chair back, maybe. That might be your best bet. <laughs> maybe I can just scoot the chair over and up. That yeah, no, that, that's much better. How's my that's audio? Great. Am I loud enough? Too suck loud? a lemon. <laughs> <laughs> no park city like during because i do a lot of work in sun in park city so during sundance it's miserable because there's a million people there and, and today, during ski season right and today it was ski season yeah like my the house i was at today um there's a main highway that like goes in and then it hits like the park city like mountain resort area you're talking about the area between kimball junction the exit and the park city mountain resort PCMR. Yeah, but the the house that I was actually working in was you take that turn to go to Park City Mountain Resort, mm. and then you just drive past all the um, like townhomes next to the parking right. lot, and it's like just past that. So I was going the exact same route as everybody that was going skiing today. Cool, just to get to work. It sucked. <laughs> sounds, it was sounds very exciting. No, I was, saw I saw a screenshot of what appeared to be your Waze app, and it did not look good. That was uh, Google Maps, and yeah, sorry, I, we're sponsored by Ways, so I had to plug Ways. <laughs> Speaking of things that don't look good, uh, welcome to episode thirty-three of Off the Crossbar. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a multiple of eleven and three, which is um, I don't know. I was looking for something fun to say, but Ooh, I have thirty-three. Okay, oh, this reminds me. Hold on, this reminds me. <laughs> I did do the math. I had this. Oh man, I this I I know I bring my mom up every episode, but this I apologize. This is <laughs> a family great. member. It's fine. A family member on my mom's side. His name is his name is Tom. He's literally my uncle Tom. Um, <laughs> but I can't. Is Tom dead? No, wait. He divorced out of the family. I think I I think he got divorced out of the family. Wait, yeah, that that sounds right. But then so, he kept going to the family reunions after or something. It was really weird. Um, did he have any but, kids in the family? Yeah, or? like a lot. Oh, okay, Wait. then that's fine. Okay, the problem is like the up. problem is my grandma is like one of fifteen kids, so I have like yeah, I have like a thousand second cousins or something absurd like that. The math gets quick; it gets big real quick when you are multiplying by that many kids. But anyway, so Uncle Tom is a very punny type of man, and he. He would always, he would, he just, the man loved puns to like a really creepy level, a uh, really strange man. Um, but at family reunions every year, he would always do this thing to the, he would really get the kids and he would say, how much do you want to bet I could do a 33 pushups in like one second? And you're like, this man cannot do 33 pushups in one second. And he'd be like, no, yeah. How much do you bet? I, I can do. I can do a thirty-three push-ups in one second. And I'm be like, why are you saying thirty-three so weird? He's like, no, yeah, I can do a thirty-three push-ups. And what he's really saying is a third of three push-ups in one second. So a third of three is one. So you would do one push-up. And he's like, well, I just did a thirty-three push-ups in one second. So anytime I think of the number thirty-three, I think of a really creepy and annoying Uncle Tom doing one push-up at a family reunion. <laughs> To get the, to really get get the get it over on the kids, you know what I'm saying? Rest in peace, Uncle Tom. I don't think he's dead, <laughs> but he did. Wait, did he die? Well, let me Do look up. Let me Google. Call? Let's get a phone call. <laughs> Honestly, call I should Kyle's call mom. my mom real quick. Just, just send her a link to the Zencaster. It'll be fine. Sponsored by <laughs> Zencaster and its new video, no longer beta. We no yeah, longer have to do a Zoom. Idea. No, we're yeah. actually doing a phone call. This. <laughs> well, we'll see if she answers. She, she's bad at answering her phone. So uh, it, it's episode thirty-three. Uh, we're starting with social hour as usual, and then I've combined our two further segments beyond that. We typically, did notes and news, and then analysis. Except we never did two segments. There was always one jammed <laughs> together. So I've I've changed it this time. It's now just notes and news and also analysis. So, you know, that's that's where we're at on on this episode. Classic Suzette didn't answer. Maybe, and you maybe didn't leave a message? Do you not leave no. messages? No, but and I should because you know what? I hate it it gives me anxiety when people call me and don't leave a message because I always get worried that someone like there's 
Cause you know, so, but the thing is, if my mom calls me back, I'll, I'll like, I'll be here and I can see that she'll, I won't not answer, but yeah, there's, you'll you know, when you get like a random call from like a, someone that doesn't normally call and then they don't leave a message, you're like, what? Yeah. And they don't text you. It's like, what could that be about? But this, this happens all day to me, but it's usually with my boss or coworkers and like half the time they'll leave messages and half the time they don't. And if my boss calls me and I don't answer and he doesn't leave a message, or he does. Like either way, it's a little bit dicey, but <laughs> it's bad. I hate when they don't leave a message because I have yeah. no idea what the call's about. Yeah. Great. Yeah, I, I get it. Like to just get a quick, hey, I just need to talk to you. Call me back. Or hey, what's going on? Or some kind of something. Yeah. I might be in the minority, but I like hey, man, people I get who that. leave messages. I understand. I, I'm being a hypocrite right now because I'm the exact same way. That's but, hey, you know, that's that's what that's what we do it for. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Sons are supposed to do that. Moms, on the other hand. Agreed. Moms can do whatever they want. Yeah, that's Agreed. true. And that's they do. That's my rule. Yes, they do. So uh, social hour today, I actually planned out. Um, but what I want you to do is ignore what I planned out. I These are just oh, things I want to hear perfect. about. Can do. Because, uh, uh, Kyle, I'm, I'm wondering how Sundance was. Because last Boom. episode. It was pre-Sundance. Yeah, pre-Sundance. You were all geared up to watch a bunch of motion pictures or whatever they call yes, them. Yes, via, via Apple TV Sundance app. So it was good. It was, it was, it was really good. I, uh, I saw far more Sundance movies this time than I ever have before. And I like, let's see, my friend Connor, he, oh, I don't know how many he ended up watching by the end. I think it was within just like i think it's like five days or six days he watched like 40 movies or something which is an absurd amount um that's too many isn't it you know that's 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 60 to 80 hours of watching movies that's a full work week it is yes yes it is so that's it's it's kind of tough to say what what's too many um it did require you know, getting some fresh air in between. Like Carly and I were generally watching, uh, I think some, I think the most we ever watched today was five, I think. Yeah. Five. Um, and, but I mean, it was possible to watch more. I think we ended up watching about 25, maybe 25 or more, I think. So, um, yeah, way more than we would normally watch, but obviously, I did miss the going to a Sundance movie with like, like there was one day in particular, like, um, and, and I don't go to park city to do Sundance. It's chaotic up there as Trevor has eloquently described, um, in his, uh, lemon sucking part of the podcast. (laughs) But I, (laughs) I, I do like going to the ones that are in down, like downtown at the ones at like the tower theater, I think is a really great spot for, um, for movies, but, uh, I did miss going to a Sundance movie and like going to the theater. Cause I'm a big, uh, going to the theater kind of guy. But in any case, I did watch a lot of really good movies and, um, yeah, it was, it was great. There was, I mean, some of them have actually already come out or are coming out soon. Like the one about Fred Hampton, is on uh, HBO Max already. Judas and the Black Messiah, which was really good. Saw oh, that. Good. I was wondering if that was on anything to stream. So that answers yes. my question. It's already apparently it is in theaters as well. But they, um, it's it, it's a Warner Brothers movie. So it's about as it's it's as good as a Warner Brothers movie about Fred Hampton could possibly be, in my opinion. Um, so that was that was very very nice. There's a movie called Land with Robin Wright, which is coming out soon or might already be out as well. Uh, and then a bunch that are probably not going to come out for a little while, I think, but, um, yeah, good, good stuff. It was, it was a lot of movies in, uh, like five days, but you know, we do it, we do it and we love it. We, we stayed up all night long. I stayed up for five days straight. I'm like that guy in Japan who drank a bunch of Red Bulls and died during the world cup, except I didn't die cause I'm strong. Congratulations! I didn't do that. I slept. Do you, do you do you guys remember that? Like there were people that were trying to stay up throughout the entire World Cup, like, and it was like hard. And uh, I can't remember which World Cup it was, but 
Probably People die doing that too, right? Yeah, get some sleep, all right, everyone? I've, I've heard stories sleep. of people trying to stay awake. I had a friend who tried to stay awake for as long as possible, and I think he went 11 days with uh, – yeah. not not in a row, sorry. He went 11 days, and he only took five naps, and I think it totaled to like nine and a half hours of sleep. Why would you do that to yourself? Because uh, he thought he could, and then it turns out that he really couldn't. Um <laughs> He didn't like almost die, but he did have to yeah. go see a doctor and a doctor was like, what Don't are you doing? You crazy do person. You're going to kill yourself. Go yeah. get some sleep. And then yeah. he slept for like two and a half days straight and then started feeling a lot better. So I did once uh, stay up three days straight playing uh, Diablo two in high school. Oh, I've um, done but- that. Yeah, that was three <laughs> days straight. In high school. Among Us has not played Diablo 2 for three days straight. Honestly, I mean, what what was it? Uh, I mean, you had to maximize your time as a child because like, I mean, it was harder to, you know, play video games during the week. So, you know, on those weekends, you really had to maximize and stay up and as late and get up as early as you possibly could. Uh, in order to play as many games as possible. Like I remember waking up, <laughs> there was this one time where uh, my brother and I were playing um, the Halo campaign together, like co-op. And I remember one time like our parents were had to like leave really early in the morning for something. I can't remember what it was. But, so Alec and I woke up at like 4 a.m. before school to play through some of the Halo campaign. I remember <laughs> we were on like the levels with the flood and we oh, were like man. way freaked out because it was like dark and the flood is really scary. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we uh, it was like four. We got up 4 a.m. on a weekday to play Halo, like just absurd behavior. I would never... Never do that. I used to wake up early to play Civilization before school, so I get it. Yeah, see? I don't remember what games I played, but I I definitely did that. That all sounds totally familiar. Matt, so I see on Social Hour that you have given yourself an item. I did. I don't know what this is. Uh, So you were talking before the pod started about uh, Bahama Bucks shave (laughs) knives. Um, And it, it reminded me of the most delicious looking presumably delicious eating Whoa. Uh, Japanese treat I've seen called kakigori, which is like a super amazing shaved ice with really great ingredients and like very this fine shaving. Um, yeah. If you've ever watched uh, Kantaro, the, sa- the sweet tooth salary man. <laughs> who hasn't believe it or not i have not so okay it's on netflix <laughs> it's, a, about it. it's a live action japanese man. tv show uh and it's like mm. half like like food tour type show and like half weird wow. like comedy and it, okay. it's very surreal and it's just it just looks like the best thing so i follow a bunch of kakigori wow. hashtags in, on in instagram a, an elite publishing sales rep wraps up his client visits in record time so he can secretly pursue his quest to indulge in the tastiest of sweets. Yeah, amazing, right? <laughs> and he runs like a little food blog and you know, he's always worried about being caught. Oh so my god! put that at the top of your list. So it's based on a manga series. Okay, yeah. interesting. Um, but the places they go are real. So they, they do, uh, there's like a kakigori shop. There's a chocolate episode. Uh, where they visit one of my my favorite Japanese uh, chocolate maker. Second favorite? Have you been to Japan, Matt? No, I need to. I Should we take a pod go. trip to Japan? Yeah, oh, that's what's let's expensive. Let's take a pod trip to Japan. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, we, we rake in the dough, so. That's right. I was going to say, we're, on we're our, making uh, money let's on take this. Out, let's let's, let's cash in all that Vox money and go to uh <laughs> Hey, if everyone pitches in fifteen, they're fifteen dollars a month. I think we'll be good. That's right, actually. Wow, we might have to start recording more episodes. Yeah, I think so. We have to get a bit, a bit, get a bit more regular. Yeah. Imagine paying for this content during the off season. It's so funny. (laughs) Well, you pay by this category is just like sugar on top of snow, right? Yeah, it's like well, it's like like, it's like it's a very stylized like sweetened condensed milk. Don't get me wrong. This is gorgeous. But this crazy. is sugar on top of snow. That's right. Sweetened condensed uh, milk also, I believe. Yeah. And that's like, great. I mean, they'll do like red bean paste and that's not cool. a particularly sweet thing. That's right. <laughs> I really like it though. So, oh, and uh, I did make mochi during the last 
like between episodes. How made did that some? work out? I made mochi. Uh, so I didn't pound it. I used a stand mixer and it worked out pretty well, actually. Um, I learned some good lessons about how to not get everything like sticky with sweet rice. It's like normal rice is a little sticky, right? Yeah. Sweet rice is ex- extremely sticky and it just got everywhere. Yeah. I mean, have you had like mango sticky rice? Oh, yeah. That stuff is incredibly yeah. sticky. So, uh, you know, once once we uh, record in person again, if we ever see each other in person again. <laughs> if we ever manage to. Um, I'll make you, make you guys some mochi and we'll fill it with something um, delicious. 100% Ooh, one mochi with my one vaccine, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be great. I would love the vaccine right now. That'd be great. Sounds, sounds delicious. Trevor, hey, man, what's going on with you these days? <sighs> I'm not prepared to answer this question. <laughs> really? Wow. Wait, does that mean there's something going on? No, that, that means that I... The problem um, with this question is nothing happens out of the unusual with me, generally, unless you're very interested in like what I do day-to-day for work. But my days are pretty much go to work, come home, and then um, pick up my daughter on the weekends, hang out with her. And then start the whole cycle over. Although I did start watching um, yes. two things recently. I started watching The Chase, the oh, American version of The Chase. Okay. Um, and which, this might sound stupid, but honestly, I think I could do pretty good at. Okay. And then um, started watching, we've talked about John Boy before, right? Oh, yeah, dude. Boy. We've mentioned John Boy. I, he started doing uh, John Boy and Jake started doing um, not started. They've been doing it for like a year, but I found them all. They do uh, they where they watch like bad TV shows, like game that, shows yeah. usually, and they just make fun of them the whole time. And I've started watching those. They started Hello. watching what's it called? It's a dating show. Uh, Take me out. Oh <laughs> it is yes, hosted by George Lopez, and it lasted oh, yeah, eight right. episodes, and it is bad you guys dude it's uh, I, need, I need to watch some TV. of those john boy videos i love john boy so much <laughs> they're so, so funny man no, i uh chase is I a trivia show i'm pretty good at it it wasn't let's see i need to look up john boy's latest videos because he had one in particular that the end of it made me laugh so hard where he because like he doesn't really he, he rarely appears on camera in the breakdown videos but he like ended the video. <laughs> the one Do you know where, what like, I'm talking where he about? like superimposed his face on onto something? No, it was uh, anyway. Well, I'll show you guys after. It was so funny. Um, he had that recent video where he he was showing Rafael Nadal, the tennis player, getting yelled at by some oh. Australian woman at the Australian Open. Yeah, I remember during that. the middle of the match, that one was really funny. Um, but anyway, wow. I think oh, I goodness. watched that, and then because I watched that, some other Australian open videos came up youtube rabbit holes are kind of a thing for me uh anyway so i went yeah. into a tennis rabbit hole and i watched a whole bunch of like nadal and federer and Djokovic like crowd interactions stuff yeah. lately mostly just because of that john boy video oh i know which one i was thinking of it was the one where lebron gets the fan kicked out for heck like the the woman <laughs> and her husband oh no like the uh, sugar daddy no, yeah. what did he call what did he call him? Old steroid called ass? Old steroid <laughs> ass. <laughs> and, then, and then poor girl, like bless her heart, she gets on Instagram like right after and is like LeBron's too much of a baby. He gets mad at a 25-year-old girl. And like the entire world was like, sweetheart. Dude, <laughs> so the end of that video, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. The end of that video, uh, John Boy, he's like, he's like, you know, it's still showing what's going on. And he was like, yeah. Then LeBron James said, old steroid ass, they, they always never shut up. And it just shows John Boy's <laughs> face. And he's like, go to DraftKings and download DraftKings. <laughs> he just does the DraftKings ad while at the, like the very end. It is so, it's just so good. John Boy's uh, good at his job. I'm so he glad he's a thing now. Me too. I'm glad he exists. I'm glad, I'm glad I found him from, I think I found him from the Orlando city video. That's yeah, what the, that was my introduction. But anyway, um, Ooh, I love, I love shows. You guys know what I've been in, in, into lately? Shows? Nordic. No. Nordic movies and like Nordic 
television. I don't know what it is. Main, okay. Speci- out of nowhere, you guys know who Mads Mikkelsen is, the actor? Yep. I he became like one of my he became one of my favorite actors out of nowhere. And I don't really know why, but he's been in some like he he was in a movie recently called Another Round, which is fantastic. Um, Matt, he's uh, Le Chiffre in uh, Casino Royale. Yes, he is. I, I never watched Casino Royale. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, I don't know what movie, what show he would be. The um, oh, like, he's that's in the uh, easy one, right? I know. Well, he's in he's in one of the Star Wars as well. Which oh I don't, yeah, he's I know the Matt, dude in uh, that one. One of the yeah. newer ones. Um, I think he's the dude in uh, Rogue One. Yeah, he's in Rogue One. Um, what else? Well, he's in like I don't know, but he, he's he's uh, is he Danish? Yeah, he's from he's Denmark. Danish. Yeah, um, and he's just a fantastic actor. So I highly recommend the movie Another Round. Um, right. It's about these guys who I'm like they all a footnote on the episode. They all teach. They all teach at this high school in, in Denmark, and. Um, they all they they like one of them poses this hypothesis that like we're uh based on some i i don't know that we're all born with a blood alcohol content level of 0.05 too little so you should actually be constantly maintaining drinking to the point where you're blowing a 0.05 and so they try to live their lives like through drinking constantly essentially and they take it to different levels and you see how it affects these different people differently and what becomes of their lives but it's it's really interesting it was a good movie and Point, mads mickelson is just fantastic 0. 0.05 is a solid like that's a good place to be to be honest well yeah so and that's 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 the hypothesis that is that you should always be there trevor so maybe you can get that going if, with if uh, only i had a more understanding boss and right. I didn't have to you drive for a living. That's right. And yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd be down. I'm, I'm yeah. glad you're taking these things responsibly. That's um, right. I will say, uh, Kyle, my dad has been watching for like five years, actually. Just like any random Swedish crime drama TV show he can Dude, get his hands on. There's like something about... Yeah, I've like watched one of a bunch of Swedish shows, too. I'm about to watch... Um, there's a movie or a TV series called... Uh, is it called Twins or The Twin? With um, the guy who plays uh, Dormund in uh, Game of Thrones, um, the big redheaded dude. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's I don't I honestly don't understand what it is about like Nordic like it. Not all of it is incredible or like good, but there is something like about the vibe of those shows is just like I don't know, very enticing. Like. Um, I don't know if it's the uh, inherent undertones of a functioning social democracy or what, but <laughs> there's something like very, like, I love watching these shows. They're just so good. Um, and I, um, I don't know. I, I honestly can't explain it, but very good stuff. There's uh, there's another uh, movie called the hunt with Mads Mikkelsen. That is very good too. It's about, um, it's kind of like a reflection of the satanic panic that took place, but oh, cool. uh, yeah, it, but it, in, right. Denmark and anyway good stuff uh plugs for this episode uh you know watch uh, Nordic television and movies good stuff I th- unless I think. it's called Lilyhammer oh I, I don't know what that is do you guys just get the audio of my computer started playing nope okay no. thank god uh, <laughs> no uh Lilyhammer uh, is a show it's on Netflix it's supposed to be a comedy but it very much isn't I pulled up Netflix. Dude. I was going to try to find the shows that he was talking and it just started Steven playing Van all of the audio from Netflix in my Is that Steven Van That is Steven Van Zant. Lilyhammer is uh, Steven Van Zant. Yeah, it's so I thought like that'd be fun and it turns out like it's not. I gave it I think a good shot. I got I think That's, all of the first count. season. Yeah. And, and it wasn't good. Yeah, that doesn't count, but freaking Silvio from the Sopranos, huh? Steven <laughs> yeah. Van Zant? Wow. Wow. Look at him. He's making, he's doing, he's looking like himself and straight up looks like Silvio and what I'm looking at here. Yeah. And like, he's supposed to be like, if I recall, it's something like he's going into like witness protection for something that happened, like a murder or something. And they send him to frigging Norway and he doesn't like blend in at all. He's still Silvio. But in Norway. 
Yeah. And he's supposed to be like this secret. No, it's okay. I'm I'm not here unusually for any unusual reason. Yeah, dude. Okay. It's it's almost like too close to Sopranos when you cast him. Like, so star Steven Van Zandt as Frank Frank Tagliano, which yeah, a New York mob boss who testifies against his associates. Frank is subsequently given a new identity and asks to be relocated to yeah. Lillehammer, Norway, a town he fell in love with while watching the 1994 Winter Olympic Games. <laughs> yeah. um, wow. I can't Interesting. He gets there and it's like this super, like, just small town, whatever, and he still, like, acts like a mob boss and he's trying to make friends with people, but, like, trying to, like, also do mob activities Okay. Or like tries to set up like racketeering and like stuff like like just it's, watch the Sopranos. It's so bad. Like yeah, literally just, just watch, watch the, Sopranos. the Sopranos. On that note, should we uh, move on to the less exciting, less happy portion of the episode, where we talk oh, about yeah. the focus of the show, which is not about RSL. Yeah. Oh, Reason that's still a season. thing. That's, yeah, that it, team is still a thing, huh? Yeah, well, it, we have good news yeah. though. We do. The season is going on. No lockout. That oh, was that's true. That we were very close to a lockout, like uh, like probably as close as you possibly can be without uh, having a lockout. So I mean, were the, we though? Because like the season seems like it. start for like two months. I mean, we were like there was like yeah, okay, we were pretty close. Never mind. I mean, the season's being delayed based on like uh, based on how long it took. I think right. Yeah, it's that in COVID. Like it's you know. I think if if it were uh, any other year, uh, they could have dealt with with the brinksmanship just fine, um, and started preseason on time. All right, but, you know, given well, the, the constraints placed on everybody, I think they're they're really hoping to be able to get fans in stands for the like the opening games. Well, yep. Good luck. Yep. And- I'm sure it'll it'll happen here. So yeah. if if I'm vaccinated, I think I'm happy to go. Yeah, but sure. You know, I, which I honestly know. potentially uh, yeah. within the first month of the season starting. So yeah. that'd be good. Um, wow. So whew, notes, news, and analysis—that classic jingle we all know and love. So Matt, tell us what's yeah. up first. Oh, all right. So uh, I'll give you guys a hint. This man blocked me on Twitter. <laughs> Several years ago, I think because I made fun of his very bad hair. Oh, That's, uh, sure one, Sir Luke Mulholland, who is officially <laughs> <He> our... <was> knighted. <laughs> what if he had been knighted for some reason? <laughs> and if we had Luke Sir Luke Mulholland, he had the oh. fall of the Empire, right? For that sure, be... to MLS. Oh. Funny. <laughs> anyway, he's our uh, team scout oh. now. What if he seems like some like if he were he was like some kid that was like a like a phenom doctor as a child like a doogie hauser like he if he he was like the british doogie hauser and he was knighted as like a preteen and then yeah. had to go through professional like uh you know middle what? professional soccer leagues in in america until making it to mls and then he was just sir luke mulholland the whole time yeah that'd be that'd be a good story what's the youngest person to ever be knighted I'll look it up while you guys talk well, I'm about sure, it. I'm sure it's like a child that became king or something, right? Uh, yeah. person, person uh, to, uh, 28 in the, in the modern times. Was the Dame, Dame, Dame Ellen, Ellen MacArthur. MacArthur. Dame Ellen cool. MacArthur. Why do I know that name? Because they're okay. Name. Prince George. History was Prince George. Prince George was knighted at the age of three, like you were oh, um, nailed it, right? But yeah, that was in 1765, though. But Dame right. Ellen MacArthur. Wow. Yeah, good, oh, good for her. Good. She did it. Wow. I don't know who Ellen MacArthur is, though. A sailor. <laughs> oh, MacArthur. oh, yeah, she's circumnavigated the globe. Oh, cool. Oh, uh, nice. Never, never 28? Nice. The youngest okay. woman to be honored That's for navigating the globe. Let's see. Wow. Look at that. That's cool. Anyway, so... Uh, read The Guardian for a second here. With, with this news uh, comes absolutely zero news about the fate of Andy Williams, who all we really know is uh, he is still furloughed. Um. Yeah. So Luke Mulholland was sort of announced as a as the RSL show says head scout because that's what they were told. 
Um, and then the team says Team Scout. Yeah. But I, they I thought, also said the Team Scout. So Yeah, like why yeah, use the exclusive article there? It seems like he's just a member of the scouting department. Mm, wouldn't count on it. <laughs> it's really looking like he's the head scout, Trevor. Good. Well, so, he, he's got gobs of experience not playing soccer over the last three years. So. Just watching, watching yeah, a yeah. lot of a lot of soccer. Yeah. To be fair, I've watched a lot of soccer over the last three years. Probably less though. So okay, yeah. So let's recap where we're at. The up until this point, we have known our head scout to be Andy Williams, who was put on furlough with the pandemic, where they furloughed a lot of the staff but also happened to be one of the main catalysts in a lot of the revelations we learned about Deloitte Hansen, Andy Carroll, and the rest of the RSL organization. That came out through multiple interviews that Andy did, but notably with The Athletic. And, um, you know, leaving him on furlough while hiring a new scout who is – none other than Luke Mulholland uh, and leaving him again on furlough and not saying anything about him since he said all the stuff about the club definitely gives off the uh, vibe that that's the reason he's still on furlough, whether that is or isn't the case uh, that they have not told us differently. So yeah, it's, it's, not, a, it's a terrible look. It, it is, but it's also not, Terrible to Matt, like because Deloitte is still like technically the owner and he still technically has a say in the operations of the club. I don't think as long as it's still like under Deloitte or MLS's control that Andy Williams will ever work for RSL. I think it has to change ownership before we even can really worry one way or the other about the Andy Williams situation. Yeah, I don't think that's going to change until ownership changes. And I think, and I think that's totally at, like, fine. The Luke Mulholland hire through that lens. I think the only takeaway we can like the takeaway that I'm taking away from it anyway, is that they're hiring scouts and they definitely have another scout that has served the team. Well, is a good scout has been proven to be a good scout <laughs> wants to be here as a club legend. Fans love him. It would be, the dumbest move for a new owner to not immediately rehire him or to just come out and be like, no, we're not interested. We have Luke Mahon, this totally unproven quantity in scouting. <laughs> we're, we're good. Don't worry about it. Like that would be the worst move. A new well, that's owner could why, possibly why say make. any, why, why say anything? Why announce Luke as a head scout right now or as a scout right now? Like he can I, retire. We didn't need to, we, no one was clamoring, like desperate to know what Luke's like next career move would be after his retirement. If they just announced a lot that he of time on Facebook, did you? I think there is uh, yeah. a certain segment of the population well, of RSL fans that are very interested in Luke Mahon's future. Well, well, sort of, but like if they were like, if they said, look, if Luke came out, I was like, I've dealt with more injuries. Like I, I like, he literally has a bad back. Like you don't come back from that. And if he's like injuries are the reason that I'm retiring, I don't know what's like, I'd, I'd hope to be working with the club in some capacity. And they just left it at that until like, you know, more things have settled, like a new owner or something like that. I feel like that would probably let the club avoid more questions than they would like to get about Andy Williams right now. Because now yeah. if you just go to any post about Luke's hiring, it's just like, where's Andy? Where's Andy? Where's Andy? Yeah. Where's Andy? Where's Andy? Where's Andy? Yeah. So it's like in anything they post, people are just asking them to post by Andy Williams, which is because they announced Luke Mulholland. If you're going to hire him as the scout, you can do that. But why? I mean, yeah, you have, you have to, you, I, you they couldn't have avoided it by just saying is joining the scouting department. Right. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. And you announce that he's coming. You don't like. But you don't at the same time, like, those questions. I, I don't think there's a way to. I, I think the only goal that the team could have had by announcing Luke Mulholland is to just put out good news. That's a good news. We're hiring an old a, a person on the team that everybody likes. He's going to stick around. That's good news for the club. And I think that's what they need right now. And that's what they're trying to put out as much as possible. It's just, yeah, you're right. I, think that is I, don't, I don't think they, 
maybe they did see it, but I don't think if they had put like we're hiring him in the scouting department, then that kind of lends credence to, oh, we're definitely hiring Andy back when it's still kind of up in the air. Yeah. It's also possible yeah. that the language might have been had to go through somebody that wanted to make sure that it made it sound like Andy Williams was not coming back because they don't like Andy Williams. Yep. I don't know, but it's I see a lot of angles to this. None of them are really great for Andy <laughs> Williams, but like yeah. I don't like I said, I think the Luke hiring is completely independent of whether or not Andy Williams comes back. They didn't hire him to the head scout position. Uh, Maybe. Did the team say he's the head scout? They, a representative uh, for the team did. Yeah. They said the words <laughs> head scout? Did I miss that? The, the, the RSL show, they did. Yeah, okay. That's, well, that's the RSL show. I'm not – nothing against the no. RSL show, but – No, no, like Gask said it to the RSL show. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> that sucks. So, but, <laughs> so, while we're talking Luke Mulholland, I just uh, I want to re- recall my least favorite Luke Mulholland memory, and that's that uh, he was on the senior roster last year, uh, not playing, and like meanwhile we had one right back on the roster. We had like eighteen defensive midfielders, no right back. Uh, oh, one my right gosh. back. And he was really good, but anyway, like that's literally awesome. just pick up. Yeah, that was insane. Like, yeah. That was, oh boy. You know, it, it's sort of amazing how quickly things have, like, our roster started started to resemble, like, an actual roster. Yeah. Um, under, like, or with Deloy Hansen not making soccer decisions. It's, you know, it's nice. Yeah, um, it is nice. Never mind. <laughs> Never Should mind. Next one. I really just don't want to close the door on Andy Williams right now. That's all. Maybe that's, I, oh, I maybe that's don't my, my, I think, no, I think you're right. When, when you say anything, like, but. I think a new owner can clearly see what he means to, uh, fans here. And that like, whatever happened with Andy in the previous, um, regime, like, I think that it, I think Andy could very well argue that his place in, uh, in how things happen over the last year, he deserves at least a shot under a new owner. I, yeah. I would say. Yep. 100%. Um, and whether or not that ends up being a relationship that works, uh, fine. But like he's been on furlough for a year and during that time, uh, was instrumental in making a very much needed change of the club. And, um, and has been working under very uh, bad leadership for a long time. So I think that the new owner could, I think should give him a shot. I, I think hey. it's a, it's a slam dunk. I think so. Absolute two handed slam dunk. If it doesn't so work, then it doesn't work. Rehire like, yeah. Yeah. Like if you hire him and then it turns out, yeah, that he can't work with whoever else you put around him. Like, yeah, that's one thing. But if a yeah. new ownership comes in and they don't rehire Andy, instant bad blood, like from day one, <laughs> bad idea. Yeah. It's yeah. This I mean, this is always the risk when you hire club legends like this, right? Yeah, it's true. like this is a uh, yeah. Anyway, um, next topic: a man that we all know and love, Kurt Schmidt. Schmid. Schmid. <laughs> Schmid. 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 Nope. Schmid. Shiggy Schmid. We love. Uh, rest in peace, Kurt. Kurt Schmid. Son of try, try to say Kurt without going shh. Kurt Schmid. <laughs> Kurt Schmid. Anyway, he's our uh, technical director. Single name man, Kurt Schmid. Um, <laughs> Which so is, had, had, he, had either of you heard of this man before we yeah. heard him? Oh, yeah, because he, he... Probably. No, he because he's Siggy's kid, right? Like, let's get oh, is he really? He, no, he yeah. really is Siggy's kid. Oh, my. And Siggy brought him... I feel like he was like an assistant coach at like some college somewhere. And then Siggy brought him on when he was in Seattle and he was in Seattle for a bit. And then RIP Siggy. And then he went over to Miami. I hope you forgot LA Galaxy. He he went, he went elsewhere. And then with Siggy though, which I think is notable. Oh, did he? Okay. Well, 
Yeah. He was at. He was the director the of player. Story, I'm looking obviously. at his. I'm looking at his LinkedIn. So <laughs> he was the uh, director of player personnel and scouting at LA Galaxy, and then the technical director at Inter Miami CF, starting in January of 2019. <laughs> Interesting. And now he's here. Oh, and he went to and that one. Uh, he went to that school that Tim Howard does the commercials for. What school is that? Uh, Southern New Hampshire University. Oh, one of those yeah, online ones. He got his MBA from there. Are they, no. are they a for-profit? I don't they know. They've got to be if they're advertising, right? Yeah, think, the, yeah, they've got... Well, Omar Gonzalez did commercials for them, too. Interesting. Now, now I'm just thinking of the MLS rap. Sorry. I didn't know he was actually <laughs> sick as a kid. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I know. He um, is. So he's like... I don't know anything about him, like his successes that are attributed to him in any of his positions, but he comes from good stock. So it seems to be a good hire. Yeah. And is basically just leaving Miami because Beckham's bringing his new people in, right? Is that, yeah. Is that and kind of in the initial interviews he did, he's talked about um, how he's more interested in a system that brings in young players, brings in players from non MLS leagues in the U.S. Um, and less interested in aging European stars, uh, which that's the Miami way, apparently. So I get it. Oh, yeah. That's strange. So impressions. Is, is, uh, is, this, is this a good thing? Well, let me ask this, because you guys will know more, better than me, Matt, probably as well. When was the last time we had somebody with the title technical director at the club? Uh, was it Craig Weibel before he was officially GM when, uh, Deloitte was, I think, trying to be cheap about it, honestly. Yeah, yeah I, th- I thought they just gave him the title tool. of GM and was just also like, oh, and also he's a technical director. No, so they made him technical director. And then in the interviews, Deloitte said, like, like, we want to try him out, you know, see if he can become a GM sort of attitude, at least, even if he didn't say that explicitly. And then was like six months later he was the GM. Which sounds very Deloitte, right? Like (laughs) that's what you do when you're trying to run your organization far too cheaply. And like when you're a billionaire. I'm really curious about the logistics here of like uh of like how funding for uh people is happening. But hey. Yeah. They have a budget. We know that, but Yeah. I mean that's one of the things like it really doesn't make sense right now. Like, and there we'll get to that with uh, some rumors, one, which makes sense, one, which doesn't make so much sense to me. Yeah. Um, but I wonder if part of the owner operator agreement with MLS involves like a minimal minimum level of investment. I'm sure it does. It's got, it's got to, right? I don't think there's any way that they would allow owners to just be like, Nope, I'm not going to invest in my team anymore. Sorry, Lee. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want you to succeed. That would, that's so MLS. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we have a technical director, we have a general manager, we have an assistant general manager, um, and we have a, an executive VP of football operations, I think they call soccer operations. And I have no idea what any of their roles really are. So I don't know. We got folks and they have jobs. Well, as long as we're getting more folks. Yeah, I guess. We love folks. Yeah. Yeah, that is interesting. I haven't thought about the a technical director at RSL. I haven't even like when he when you said we hired him, I was like, who did we get rid of? And I was like, Oh, oh well, actually we so, haven't had anyone doing so, that. Uh oh, what's his name? That was over the, the youth development pipeline. Uh came uh, up through Monarchs. I wish I could remember his name, but I will I think remember I remember who you're talking about, but I'm blanking on the name. Maxi. Anyway, so. Wait, is he the he, one that's at like Barn, Burnsley, Barnsley or whatever? No, that would, that's another one that we, oh, I think he was assistant technical director under Weibel actually. And I Dan, forgot his Dan, name too. What's his name? Dan, is it Dan something? You guys talk, oh. I'll look it up. Uh, just, uh, uh, hello, hello, <laughs> Trevor. Uh, how about that Schmidt guy? He's pretty good. Um, I'm ooh. gonna pull out my phone and just stare All at my right. phone, so you don't feel obligated to talk to me. 
Well, we're still recording a podcast. We're not going to like. Well, no, I, I don't yeah. have any clues to help you. Dan, is it Dan? Far, is it Danny Farnsworth? No. Is it uh, no. Uh, Jonathan? Jonathan um, Story? Uh, I can't. Why? I can't remember any of these guys' names. They all is just it, came in. Kyler. Helmson. Barnsley staff. Who's who? Barnsley football. I'm just going to read the names. <laughs> Except all cookies. No, is it even Barnsley? No, is that the right? Guy. Is that the right club? Yeah, I mean, I hope it is. Is it Dave Murphy? Larry Murphy. Oh yeah, that's the guy. Is, is, is it Barnsley? Yeah. Okay. I thought you said yes. he was Maxie's friend. Who's Maxie? No, no. Uh, that, you're thinking of Dan Egner. Oh. Uh, oh, I've gotten. Oh, hold on. Here we go. <laughs> Uh, Dane Murphy, Dane Murphy, that's his name. Dane Murphy, not Dan. You were very close. We'd have Dan Eckner, who was assistant GM and then took over like the development pipeline. Uh, Dane Murphy was technical director, named in 2018. He had that famous blow up with Mike Petke. That's right. That's right. He was our last technical director, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And he's the CEO of Barnsley. They have CEOs, huh? Yeah, I guess so. Um, my favorite Dane Murphy moment was him and Mike Pecky getting into it because I was in the press room uh, waiting for Mike to come in for the press conference. He was standing like in the door facing into the hallway in the stadium, like just shouting slurs at uh, at Dane Murphy. And it was very awkward <laughs> and very uncomfortable. And then eventually, I think video got out of that. And it was. Uh, oh, it was I saw that video and it was awful. I mean, like yeah. the quality. It wasn't. It wasn't a great video. Not very clear. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. I remember so we that. have a director again, and hopefully, hopefully, I, he gets I, along I, with the coach a little bit better. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> that our that Freddie Juarez, uh, love him or hate him, uh, is a kinder person than Mike Pecky. I don't think there's much doubting that. Um, I'm That's sure correct. Mike Pecky had lots of kindness in him and other factors, and he was probably a generous person in spirit and blah blah blah. All that nonsense. Um, but he was. I have to defend him, Mike. Or Matt, it's okay. I won't. Anyway, um, speaking of New Jersey, we've got a New Jersey. <laughs> hey, that was good. Wow. Thanks. Look at that. We've got a new away supporters kit. This is for the supporters. Kyle is the most fashionable person on the pod by oh, a country. Nice. Mile. No, that's absolutely true. So, I can't even get Look at Trevor's shirt right now. Uh, it is a good shirt. I like your shirt, but that typeface is going to kill me. Well, I didn't make it, so. <laughs> yeah, I just saw it online. It's funny. Uh, it's, I think it's pretty good. I think it's better than the uh, Glitch jersey, honestly. Um, it's good. I, I mean, I love describing something visual on podcasts, but it's like. So it's like it's, a it's, white uh, shirt with white. a lot of detail throughout it like i'm gonna use the light word inlay gray. it's not really like inlaid but you know it's yeah it's like light gray like detail yeah throughout the thing and the details are very like supporter related like there it's good stuff like it's got believe in there it's got rail salt lake it's got mountains it's got all kinds of stuff it's got this wonderful like character of leo the lion Flipping yeah. Bird, yeah. You know. Yeah, but I like the cut of the jersey a bit more. It doesn't have like the weird collar, which those things bug me. And it's just like the normal Adidas collar. It's got like nice red trim and blue and looks good. Yeah. I'm a fan. I'm not I'm not as wild about it as I think a lot of people are, but I, I think that's mostly just that I can't bring myself to get super excited about a white jersey. I can't yeah. either, uh, because I love eating tacos on game day. Yeah, and like I, I'm not a neat person uh, in that way, and boy. it just never ends well. Yeah, and you can't get a stain out of a white jersey. So that polyester wow. just like yeah, it adheres. Uh, yeah. Oh, my mom's calling me back. Oh, good. Let's take it. What were we gonna talk? What were we gonna ask her about? Hey, mom. Uncle Tom. <laughs> oh, that's right. Whether you're dead. <laughs> Uh, we're just recording uh, RSL <laughs> podcast right now. We're, just, we're in the middle of off the crossbar. No, you're fine. Uh, okay, just had a quick hi. question. Uh, Matt and Trevor say hi. Uh, Thanks. Did um, you know you know Punny Uncle Tom? <laughs> did he die? 
He just divorced out of the family. <laughs> oh, is oh, is why? Oh, that's right. And she wanted to keep coming to the. So, oh, sorry, he's still in the family. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's right. Okay, he got. I I couldn't remember. Oh, wow. All right. Well, that's that's the only question. It's there. there do you want to know why? <laughs> Is because this is our thirty third episode. Do you remember why that's important? Yeah. Do you remember how that relates? Can you think of why thirty three relates to Uncle Tom? I try to ignore those puns. <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember the a third of three push ups? <laughs> Where he would say, "I can do a third of three push ups," but he would say a third of three super fast. Yeah, classic, classic old Tom. Okay, well, that's it. Thanks for letting me know he's still alive. Good way to start the show. Yep, that's that's how we started it. Okay, bye. Bye, Mom. Love you. Love you, too. Bye. (laughs) Uh, She's like, you know I always tried to ignore those puns. That's that's so funny. So he is still in the family. Yeah, sorry. He he did get divorced, but Turns out he's he still was never not part of the family. I, I couldn't remember if he was the in-law or if his wife and it was his wife and she kept coming to the family reunions and people were like, "Dude, what are you doing here?" And he, yeah, anyway. Huh. So, uh New Jersey is pretty good. All right. Rumors. Yep. By Fleetwood Mac. Okay, so we still haven't announced Bobby Wood, but we know oh, yeah. I think it turns out that he was likely waiting for the um lockout potential lockout and the CBA negotiations to come through. So that should be imminent. Um, But yeah, we also are rumored with um, Miguel Ibarra, which uh, I think this is probably the one where you said it does make sense, right? Yeah. So uh, the the thing to consider in in all this is that uh, we are still owned by Deloitte Hansen and there's, Basically, no way he's going to invest real money into this club. And, you know, it's kind of hard to blame him. If I were a billionaire owning something I was trying to get rid of, um, I probably wouldn't want to make everyone happy. I'd probably be more content to make everyone unhappy. So uh, the budget is probably not great. Um, But because players are paid through MLS, uh, we still have the MLS minimum budget. Um, So we can go up to the salary cap, and that's paid by the league. And then we have some uh, some targeted allocation money we can use, and then general allocation money we have we can use. So we do have some budget wiggle room at least. Um, Miguel Ibarra hasn't didn't play regularly for Seattle. In fact, he he kind of got the uh, oh what's his name famous Italian dude who played for RSL last season once or twice. And anyway, he kind of got that treatment. Giuseppe Rossi. Giuseppe yeah, Rossi. Where it's he was clearly way better than the rest of the team, but didn't play. Well, and then he was broken. So Yeah, and then he was broken. Anyway, so Miguel Ibarra played like one or two minutes in a bunch of games. <laughs> in the season. I mean, it's literally like he had legitimately had like 15 out. appearances, but yeah. Uh, were, yeah. I'll, all right. We'll pull it up. Um, but it's hard to imagine he would cost a whole Miguel lot. Miguel Ibarra, soccer.com. He, he's not expensive. Uh, That's your point. Yeah, he, he would not be expensive. He averaged uh, 24 minutes a game. No, less than, less than that. 20 points. 12, 12 games, 20, three starts, 20. 248 minutes. 22. Three shots on goal. Good for him. So yeah, this, this all makes a lot of sense. Yeah, this, this would be the kind of player that we, with what we have, the limitations yeah. on our roster building efforts. This would be the kind of player we could bring in. And that would be not a bad one. Yeah. Um, like he didn't maybe. Seattle, but he didn't play at Seattle because Seattle is stacked. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, like, um, I, I don't think he'll make us better. And no, you know, I don't he, think would, we're he would just fill up the roster. But yeah. I would rather see, uh, oh, what's his name? Sovereigno's replacement. This has been a long off season. Yeah, uh, it really uh, is. Jason Ramirez. Yeah, yep. I would rather Jay-Z. see him give him the minutes that we would give to Miguel Ibarra, and like take a chance. That is interesting yeah. that we you just know. have like Jason Ramirez just kind of like chilling, and just we chilling. are still being rumored with like Miguel Ibarra. Like, what 
possibly what benefit could he give us at this point? Yeah, when Jason like, gets injured ten games into the season, and you I need mean, somebody but, to but play, even then, <laughs> like we still have Miram. We're we signed Rubio Rubin, and uh, still got we Michael are, Chang. We have Michael Chang. We we have Bobby Wood coming in. I think hopefully, I really hope he he did. Uh, what can only be described is a I can't remember what the German word for knee injury was, but oh, it was pretty a, much knee problem. Knee problem. Yep. So uh, he might be injured, so that would suck. But I don't know. I uh, th- I just don't care about Miguel Ibarra. That was like a fun rumor when I think he, we were rumored to get him like years ago, and I was like, oh, that'd be cool. But nope. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's kind of a thirty-year-old league veteran. Yeah, like that's that's all he would be is just like the guy that, you know, you can plug in and you know exactly what you're going to get from him, which is not much. But yeah, like he, he's not going to actively hurt the team. That's always nice. He is uh, older than Michael Chang, which if you thought Michael Chang was young, he was only one year older than Michael Chang. So take that mm. as you will. All right. Uh, should we have the next rumor? Yes. Yeah. Let's Mateus, go ahead and Matt, pronounce this guy's name for me. Mateus Vital, probably. I don't yeah, know. Probably. I don't. I don't know. Uh, Brazilian uh, midfielder, attacking midfielder, winger. Uh, rumored to be like a six million dollar move, though, uh, or like a, a loan with an option to buy and like a fee. Uh, I don't know. Like, yeah, the numbers that I saw or heard, um, no, I saw, uh, was $200,000 for like $200,000 to Crinchians for a one-year loan with like a $3.8 million option to buy at the end of that loan Yeah, for 75% of his rights, which basically, yeah, values him at about five or six million for yeah. 100% of his rights. And as the history of the team has shown, we don't really like buying percentages of players. Yeah, I mean, do you remember when giant messes? I I thought FIFA had done away with percentages, but uh, it turns out FIFA is bad. I <laughs> thought I thought FIFA had done away with like outside agents owning portions of players. So like agents would buy a portion of a player and then yeah. sell the other portion like to a club, and so the ag- agent would then make his money that way. Oh yeah, I think yeah. what it is now is like clubs own that portion of the player. Or something like that. It's it's weird. I, like I don't have any clue, but yeah, it's definitely like a very South American soccer thing, and it's kind of weird. Yeah, and I, I certainly don't think it's modern day slavery. Like, was it Cristiano Ronaldo who described it that way once? Yeah, <laughs> and, so. and it's clearly not that. Um, but but I am like deeply uncomfortable with the way we talk about like owning players. Yeah, and not not we personally, but like the soccer world it's 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 weird weird anyway i know maybe we'll sign this guy it's kind of funny that like uh that's like the one thing in uh american sports we did get right is we don't really talk about well i kind of it kind of just obscures it a bit more but yeah uh well we don't really use that type of language when it comes to owning players like (laughs) we do (laughs) like it is everywhere else but hey yeah you know anyway uh those are the rumors. I haven't heard others. Have you guys heard others? Uh, oh, absolutely not. Cool. Yes, Trevor. There was some. Um, this is not helpful at all. There was some Scandinavian, Norwegian, somebody that was getting sold to somebody else, and we were reportedly <laughs> interested. And then it turns out we weren't. That's okay. Oh, I think I wrote about that one. Yeah, I think this was like a month ago that this happened. And yeah. it was like clearly like an agent being like, uh, he's got interest in MLS and Real Salt Lake. And I think DC United was listed as like a team that was interested in him. And then Pablo or s- who? Mesodotal. No, no. It's, it's terrible. <laughs> no, it was some kid from like Scan he was playing in Scandinavia, but I think he was like Polish or something. But anyway. Some agent was just using out Real Salt Lake's name to drive yeah. up the price somewhere else, and then he just got sold to like another Swedish team. Oh, that's right. I think we did talk about that at the time. 
That's funny. That's um, the only other rumor I know of. Not a lot of rumors. The Vital one is interesting. Uh because like an account with like a lot of followers, like in uh is it Brazil that he plays yeah, in? Yeah, he plays yeah. for Corinthians in Brazil. Um like tweeted out <laughs> like RSL target, <laughs> like Mateus Vital. I was like, oh. Um yeah, so I don't know. That would be I mean, he's what is is he like a attacking mid? Yeah, yeah. like he's just one of those. He's yeah, got a few goals. mid winger forward kind of offensive yeah. minded player. Scored and a few goals, good, played a lot of like, games. He's twenty three. His numbers aren't like outstanding. And for if, if we're dumping a bunch of money into a player, like is that like maybe the scouting on him is really good? But I do hope we're at least taking some look at the data. Um, we have a data analyst person on staff, so uh, RSL, not us personally. <laughs> Trevor, you're our new data analyst on on the pod. Oh boy, yeah. Trouble, I hope you know how to use uh, Microsoft Access. I don't even know what that is. So good, he's not missing anything. <laughs> um, Rough start to the game. Um, if you had to choose a book of the Bible to name, to so let's say we were reading <laughs> Real Lake. Mm. Um, what book of the Bible would you use to name Ray also like? What book? I know mine. Job? But I know oh, that's good. <laughs> Just G O B all caps. <laughs> J O B, yeah. G. No, it's G-O-B. J O B. Gobbluth. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Big Liverpool um, tweeted at uh, our uh, friend of the pod and special correspondent Lucas Muller, though. So that's cool. Really? Let's see. Yeah. Well, let's look up Bible names. Bible book names. Should I just reveal mine now? Yeah. Uh, Exodus. Oh, <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Exodus. Oh, I was going to really say numbers, good. but that's a little bit. It's a pretty mm. boring name, and I love it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Job. Oh, the Song of Solomon! I totally forgot that that was a book. <laughs> I wish we had mixed disc nope. read, or else I would def- it would definitely be Song of Solomon or Psalms. I've, I've got it. the The correct answer, like we can keep talking about this if you want, but the correct answer is Lamentations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. Oh man! All right. Well, yeah. That's Book of Lamentations, see. of course. Hmm. Kyle, I can see the cogs turning up there. I know. This is a tough question. We ask hard-hitting questions here on Off the Crossbar, a Real Salt Lake podcast. Uh, this is really... this. What I don't even know all the books in the Bible now. Just um, anything, I guess. All right. Okay. Judges? I feel like Ooh. that'd be good. You know, I'm going to son of a judge. It's it's Joshua (laughs) specifically for fellow podcaster, even if he's a rival, Josh Clark. Okay, the book of Joshua. This this is all Josh's world and we're all just living in it. Okay, I like it. I'm a little confused, but I like it. I think what's Bell and the Dragon? Is that really a book in the Bible? That is not. What are you talking about? What's what what am I looking at here? (laughs) Dragon? What's the apocrypha? Apocrypha. Crypha. Like, the, the, like old, the stuff that didn't make it through the, uh, oh, what's it called? Through the Nicene Creed? Yeah. Okay. Because okay, that's so where. Like religious sacred texts, but didn't get yeah, compiled into like, the Bible. Okay. We got Tobit, Judith, additions to the book, Wisdom of Solomon, Ecle- Ecclesiasticus, Bar- Baruch. The letter of Jeremiah, the prayer of Azariah, and the song of the three Jews, Susanna, Bell and the Dragon, one Maccabees, two Maccabees, you know? Three Maccabees, three four Maccabees. Maccabees. Four. <laughs> There's literally three and four Maccabees. Um, so yeah. Uh, interesting stuff. You know, um, it's a it's a shame we don't have our special correspondent on this episode because he did go to Bible school and yeah, I was gonna say he would like, probably have a good answer for this. Yeah, wow. and he'd have a better answer for the apocrypha than just the stuff that didn't make it in that other thing. So yeah. Wow. Anyway, um, the final question. item on our notes and news and also analysis was this. Yeah. I, I thought we finished everything. We were on to goofy questions. 
Oh, <laughs> no, I just thought that'd be more fun than what we were talking about. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Uh, yeah, let's go to the dock. What's in this item? Which is, uh, we still don't have a new owner. I wrote, new, no owner, no problem, maybe. But I think it's a problem, and I'm tired of it. And it's really hard to get excited about this club when we don't have a proper owner. That's yeah. It's it's a huge bummer. It's like it's just like uh and I heard that apparently um Sam Stagecoal was talking about it recently and sounded less confident about uh a Ryan Smith purchase, which probably um Yeah. So yeah, we're just kinda here. We're kinda just hanging out. Maybe he doesn't want to disrupt from the good things that are happening with the jazz and he'll wait till the off season. Yeah. Yep. That'd be fine, I think. I so. guess. No, that would not be fine. When's the basketball off season? It's like June, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say like the yeah, like the finals are like in April or June, somewhere in there. April, May, June. Oh, that's so far away. We can't. No, we can't do that. Like April's only two months away. Can you believe that? Yeah, I can. Yay! Anyway, the jazz are the jazz are good, right? That's fun. Bro, we should do <laughs> let's just do a jazz podcast until we get a new owner. That would be so fun. For real. We, uh, would, be, we would be so much happier just as people. Who off the cross be. rim. <laughs> <laughs> we can do a, an Elder Scrolls podcast off the Skyrim. That's a good idea. I like that. Yeah. I love that for us. Yeah. All right. I don't I'd, have like to, I'd like to be happy. That'd be nice. Is that it, gentlemen? Do we do we have to end on such a sad, depressing note? Uh, we could say the word Kirchmid again. We could. Kirchmid. 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 That was pretty good. I like that. Let's think of the, the top five things from this. Episode. <laughs> 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 I couldn't even oh, get through that. Hold That's on. Funny. Sorry. I found a reference on this uh wikipedia page about all the books on the oh all the books in the old testament the reference mm-hmm. is labeled ska 2009 <laughs> so we're gonna see what that's all about cool <laughs> that sounds great so uh the homework this episode <laughs> um, homework, that's what i need go out and watch uh uh Kantara, the sweet tooth salary man if if just one episode choose the kakigori episode Sounds good to me. The sweet I'm spelling. Oh, sweet tooth salary man. There we go. It's on Netflix. Netflix original. It is. Oh, and it looks like there's a there may be an anime of it. So I know what I'm doing tonight. Investigating the existence of an anime version of this. I'm just gonna watch it. All right, uh, I'm going to also post a link to that. It looks really good. We're just going to watch this. All right, let's watch this and we'll talk about it next time. All right. Sounds good, gentlemen. Let's end the episode. It's been a pleasure. It's been great. We will see you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.